When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody! Quickly, quack, quack, quickly, quack, quack. I'm like, I'm trying to find a new intro. You didn't like my other intro, so I'm trying a new intro. Uh, I, like golden. I said, that I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. Howdy. Uh, yeah, we'll work on the. That intro. was a terrible intro. You really episode. need a new one for the next time. <laughs> All right. I thought it was good, but anyway, we're back. Episode eight. I'm not sure how I'm gonna focus. <laughs> Episode 8, I thought it was good. I thought it was creative. Episode 8, uh, Tommy, what is our topic? It's Fulton Reed, and he would beat your ass for that intro if he were here right now, I would say. I thought it was like a hip-hop vibe. All right, anyway. Fulton. Really, we're just going to track Fulton and his progress as a duck, as a human being, really. Uh, I mean, he really starts off, he starts off kind of mysterious. He's just hanging around. He's shooting in the street. I mean, what is he? What do we think is going on in his life? Like, as we come into Gordon Bombay's life and he, we start to learn about the Ducks. Well, if you think about it, he's one of the only players who you kind of get some background about just from like the kids talking about him. Say, oh, he only plays football and, you know, he's this big guy and he's got the, you know, super low voice. And so you think, oh, this guy's, you know, and very mysterious and, you know, a dark stranger. So so it, it is kind of a, a cool way how he, uh, I guess, they meet him and everything. I still don't understand why he's, like, going to the games. And, like, why, like I don't think he's really friends with the Ducks, like, before, is he? Yeah, I, I don't really understand that either. Because, I mean, who just goes and hangs out at peewee hockey games? I don't, I don't know. That was, uh... Yeah, that is true. You see him in the stands and... I guess he knows of those kids, and maybe he feels like... Maybe he just really wants to play, but he doesn't want to ask if he can play. and you know He's playing a little cat-and-mouse game, if you will. Well, you keep out, he can't skate, so you know he doesn't want to... If he asked if he could play, you know he'd be embarrassed. That's true. Oh, okay. And so he just, maybe he just you know, loves hockey so much that he's watching this District 5 terrible team. Yeah, I mean, and he's just like shooting slap shots in like the alleyway for no real reason. In, into the street. Which, you know, he's not a very intelligent person, obviously. Well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing this despite the fact that apparently he's a great football player. So in his spare time, he's practicing his slap shot instead of, you know, you know, running stairs or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, I want to talk about that for a second. Because there's rumors that he has these football scholarships and colleges that were giving him football scholarships when he's 12 years old. <laughs> so, but like... I don't think we ever see if that's actually the case. So is that just a legend that the kids make up that think, like, because they don't know he can't skate? Or is that, like, true? Do you think Fulton's really that good at football? Well, no. he's obviously good, though, if the kids are say, apparently he only plays football and he's got these scholarships. And when Fulton says, like, people talk doesn't mean anything. But he obviously plays and he's obviously good. I mean, if he was crap, I'm sure the kids would be like, yeah, he sucks. You know what's Maybe it is just a legend, though. Maybe he doesn't actually play football and it's just something that the kids made up. 
to yeah. explain how big he is and you know how clumsy he is on the ice or on skates. You know, I don't know. All right, and I mean, so he gets to the Ducks, and well, he does prove he's super athletic though. And obviously, if you're athletic, football, football, or really basketball, you could do. So he gets to the Ducks, doesn't know how to skate. Really learns like great progress. Like he doesn't really play. He gets he comes out for the the Statue of Liberty play every now and then. But he really makes great progress throughout. And this is one thing I've wanted to say for a long time. I think he's really the true leader on the Ducks in D one because he comes out and when when Gordon's making his what I've said before is his like Oscar type speech when he comes out with the Ducks. He he rips his coat off and he's got the Ducks jersey on, and then everyone doesn't know what to do, and it's Fulton. It's not Charlie who steps up. It's Fulton that steps up and says, "I'll be a Duck," and then everyone follows him. So I mean, how much does how much is Fulton really the leader? And could he have gotten the C before Charlie? I think he's um, obviously he's not a vocal leader, and I don't think he would have gotten the C though. Because I think you do need someone who can, you know, be a vocal leader. They wouldn't look to Fulton like inspire us, you know, say something at halftime or not halftime, in between you know the periods to to inspire us or tell me what I'm doing wrong, tell me what I need to be working on or or something. But he's definitely got like the, you know, this you know strong silent leadership skills and leads by example. You know, he kind of, you know, he doesn't open his mouth. He you know waits for his turn. You know, off the bench because he is kind of like a. He's not like a rotation player on a line, is he? It's just kind of they call him specifically in. So it's not like he was, oh, man, come on, let me get in. You know, he just like a lunch pail kind of guy is what they like to call him. I'm, I'm with Florek on this one. I uh, I think he is, you know, the more natural leader, whether or not he's vocal or not. Charlie is a leader in that people follow him, which isn't necessarily a good thing for them to follow him. It just But people do. But Fulton seems to have at least... Except for the the brief stint where he follows Charlie and they you know <laughs> drop out or whatever they do, um, he kind of seems to be the the moral compass, if you will. Uh, that kind of seems to be the case. Yeah, I don't think I think in the first one he may not have had enough credibility in hockey to really be like the captain. Type. I think everyone kind of looked up to him. And he was the biggest guy there. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Like so, they literally looked up to him <laughs> and figuratively looked up to him, and he like helped them out in the street when the Hawks came around, and so I think he didn't really have enough credibility in the first one. Now, the loyalty he's obviously shown throughout, but it, we really see it when when everyone but Charlie and Fulton basically quit. But is that a good thing? Is that a good thing that he? came out on the ice when Bombay was really kind of being a dick at that point. I, I don't, that's a good point. I don't, I don't I think if you remember, they didn't come on the ice because it was just terrible child logic of Peter saying, Bombay was a hawk. What's he doing? It's just like, do you not understand that's where he lived? Yeah. It's like, that's the team that's he played point. for because he lived there. Peter and, was such a and, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Bombay could have done a better job of explaining this to them. But I mean, by the time you're 12, you think you'd understand how like... You know things work uh, in in that manner, and it's like, oh, you played for the Hawks when you were twelve. You you never left the Hawks, did you? It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, so Fulton recognized that him and Charlie, and you know Charlie, 
you know, he wasn't really the leader at that time. He was just kind of doing it because he loved Gordon, and all the kids re- recognized that. He's a little brown noser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but Fulton, you know, he did it because I think he recognized like this was the right thing to do. And and also maybe since Charlie was kind of like the spaz, maybe he was also helping Charlie out. Being like, if Charlie goes out there by his own, you know, he might never recover from this. Interesting. And I think it does kind of hurt the whole thing we talked about before about his leadership because no one follows him. It's just him and Charlie that's out true. there. So maybe that's it goes back to the whole credibility. He didn't have it enough in the hockey sense in that time. And then we move on to D2, and we go back to another kind of reoccurring theme in our pod, how terrible the scouting system was for, for the junior Goodwill Games team because you have this guy, Fulton Reed, just learning how to skate, basically. Hasn't skated probably, like, for maybe a year of his life at, at most. Makes the good junior Goodwill Games team. Do you think he was good enough at that point to make the squad? Uh, I think he definitely proved it. You know, he seems like the kind of guy who's, uh, who's dedicated. You know, obviously, we really kind of see what was going on behind the scenes with Fulton and his training. He's probably the kind of guy who is spending an extra hour on the ice after practice and waking up early. First one in, last one out. Yeah, exactly. You know, he was he probably knew that you know he had to make up for some of his uh, deficiencies in the off season. You know, something Bombay says is like, "Haven't you guys been practicing?" And Averman says, "I knew we forgot something." I bet you Fulton was a guy who was practicing though. It's true. It's a good point. And I mean, they also had a guy. who couldn't stop (laughs) yeah like i mean like you said the scouting was pretty horrible obviously but i mean he's a specialist so you bring him in there for you know for his big shot if you will and i don't know well then yeah i think perhaps they knew that uh teaming him with portman would uh be great fans loved it yeah they needed some quote-unquote goons and fulton really came out of a shell in the second one too you know he was you know the strong you know leader almost in the first one you know didn't really say much in the second one obviously he he runs his mouth a little bit and you know don't they steal the zamboni Was that it? oh yeah it was, yeah. wasn't it him gee and uh jesse. and jesse yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's good and I, yeah i think i agree like he's probably he's got probably obviously got this like ridiculous work ethic to like make up all these years of not having skated with these other kids and just to to get on their level and then, the thing I don't like about Fulton he, is he does, I think Portman was a bad influence on him. Mm-hmm. Because he goes, in that Iceland game, they're down in the second period. And he just, him and Portman just take a terrible, bad penalties. They go into the intermission, second intermission, and they're down 4-1, I think. So, that's just not a good, that's just not good hockey there. I mean, that might have shown his inexperience. Well, Portman was kicked out early, like, first, uh, like, one second in the game, right? I think that was the other game are you talking oh you're talking about the final the, the final game okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. final game the final game they're down early and they do a bunch of penalties and like i think the way it's set up we're supposed to like enjoy this but if you really look at the hockey they're just taking a terrible bad penalties and then gordon does come in in the second period second intermission and really talks them like down like oh yeah part of me cheered when I think Dwayne roped yeah, that when guy. Dwayne roped that goon. Yeah, but One of the greatest movie scenes of all time. Really. <laughs> Very and, realistic. And how does he always have his rope? Well, I, I mean, know we've touched on that before, but well, shouldn't he have been like ejected from the tournament? For oh doing yeah, that? yeah. I think that. I think that. Well, he like didn't have his helmet on, didn't have any gloves, and he came out and roped this guy. That's like borderline assault. <laughs> and then they're just like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they might have like a trial and all that, but rough is just like two minutes for roping. So <laughs> I get I, we, I another thing we've always talked about before is the terrible officiating and probably the mo the best example of that. But we gotta get back to Fulton here. Take obviously takes the bad penalties. D three he comes in. Goes to Union Hall. He's the Bash brother, Mr. Bash, obviously, because Portman doesn't come. Then he quits. Goes back to loyalty. Is that is he being loyal to Charlie, or is he just kind of not feeling it with Ted O'Ryan? Well, that's that scene where I guess Charlie leaves and and Fulton leaves. It almost mirrors how the two the two like followed Bombay. They're the only two to follow Bombay, and now these are the only two to walk out on uh, you know their new coach Eden Hall. And so, very, very good job of kind of bringing that back up uh, by the filmmakers. Um, but, like, in the first one, I think Fulton and Charlie were in the right, you know, stick, sticking by the coach. And the third one, you know, they were definitely wrong, and they, but they realized their mistake. I think that's a big thing. Now, Fulton, now I'm not sure he realized his mistake being like, you know, this is the kind of the best for me because, you know, I need to, you know, get to go through high school and so I can be successful. Or if it's kind of like, Charlie's kind of, you know, going off his rocker a little bit, you know, talking about, you know, going to Canada in like a year or something. And and so maybe Fulton's like, I need to pump the brakes here and kind of just go back to the safety net of Eden Hall. And, you know, I can get an education and I could just, you know, play hockey and, you know, make something of myself for uh, until, you know, I grow up, basically. Maybe the two of them together is really the problem. Maybe the, oh. it's a case of the sum not being greater than the the parts um is that the saying something like yeah that, that was good that was good <laughs> keep going um you know they're better leaders separately than they are together because when they're together they seem to be, get caught up in their own little world where they think that what they're doing is the right decision when in reality they're not doing what they should be doing as the team's de facto leaders but separately they're better leaders for the team than they are when they're you know colluding together if you will Interesting. Do you, so, do you think when Fulton came back by himself, do you think he was uh, like welcomed back, or do you think that the, the team was kind of like, "Oh, look who just showed back up"? They were probably like, "Sweet, he didn't bring Charlie back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, guys, how long would we say that that hiatus was? An was, afternoon? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, we don't know. I think if it was just a day, then we're like. What does he do? I like. I think I would be pissed if he came back like after a day and was just like, whatever. Like, wh why did you quit in the first place? But then I get over it because he did come back and did realize his mistakes. But uh, Kevin's got a Twitter notification, so that's good. Uh, and then Fulton, Fulton comes back. Does he realize what he's coming back for? Because Fulton is not a smart man. That's true. He yes. he didn't realize that the U.S. was not always in the uh, Olympics back in you know B.C. time. So yeah. So I think I don't know if Fulton really realized what he was doing. I think he was just saying like, I don't want to go to Canada. I don't really want to play hockey, and like, I'm don't want to hang around the streets anymore. So I might as well go back to my friends. Like I don't think he was really thinking about like getting this education and like working his way up. But that's my opinion. So do you think he was just kind of going to his comfort zone? Yeah. Which was just with his friends? Yeah, I think he just wanted to get back with his buddies and play a little hockey and knock some heads against the Blake Bears. 
Did, and, did we ever find out if Eden Hall had football? Because, I mean... Yeah, I don't think we did. I would assume they did. But, I mean, like, I don't know how many, like, big-time recruits are coming out of Minnesota high school football, but I'm sure there's a few. I mean, but. he could have been, like, a like a second-team linebacker for Minnesota Golden Gophers, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a fullback. Yeah. He's definitely got that mentality that, you know, the hard work and, you know, keep your head down. And, and he probably doesn't run a very fast 40 time, but he's probably a good blocker. Yeah. He, he definitely has, like, the defensive instinct of, like, defending and blocking and, you know, taking care of his teammates. That's good. Yeah, I mean, so we know Fulton works hard. But does he, like, he works hard on his hockey and his – athletic achievements but does he work hard in the classroom like is he because he's smart so he's gonna have to like he's not smart i should say so he's gonna have to like really really hit the books hard to get those grades to go to college you know yeah he, uh, he might real. Uh, he probably realizes though that yeah he's not the book smart you know guy but he probably is the kind of guy who's like always asking for help or he works so hard that the teacher recognizes it and maybe you know gives him a b when he the work is actually like a c or maybe even like low c minus level but because he's working so hard and he's like putting forth a lot of effort, you know, you know, she rewards that or something like that. To draw a, a parallel between another Disney sports okay. movie. I thought it was going to be a basketball parallel. No, no, no. Uh, who, what's the guy's name in Remember the Titans, the big lineman who oh, makes Oh, Louis Lastic? Louis, yeah. yeah. He's kind of like that. You know, he works his ass off, but, you know, to get C's and, you know, just barely passed and barely passed. And, Fulton but he's probably just needs that, hard. like, he needs that, like, one teacher who like he can really like latch on to yeah. like an English teacher and he like finds a book that he just loves yeah. and then one day he becomes a teacher himself. I think we just found a spinoff right there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before in our last episode, episode seven. You should listen to that. That's probably our best episode I would say so far. It's pretty yeah. good. But so, I mean, like we didn't really think he had pro potential because he didn't really love the game as much. He did, wasn't sure he was going to play hockey the whole time, but I mean, what happens to Fulton Reed from the end of D3 to now? Well, Tommy just said he becomes later. a teacher. Yeah, I think being a, a teacher and, you know, and coaching hockey. A coach or football. Yeah. I mean, probably, he's probably like an assistant on the football team, but he's like the head hockey coach, and he also teaches, you know, PE. Geography. No, I think he's teaching something more hard than PE. The PE is probably being taught by the head basketball coach or the head <laughs> football coach, let's be okay. real. Yeah, that's like, true. So, yeah, he's definitely like a ninth grade geography teacher or English teacher or something like that. And he's coaching hockey. And he's coaching hockey. And he's, you know, probably an assistant on the, on the football team. Hooking up with all the moms. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many kids out of wedlock does he have? I'll say, I'll say he has two kids from a previous marriage that ended badly. <laughs> and it ended badly because she like ruined it. And then because he's then, a good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. She was crazy. She went off the handle. We won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> and then he has two from just other relationships. And by relationships, I mean one night stands. And that's where. So he's got four. Four. Four we'll kids, four. but he take, does he take care of them all? Yes. Like does he has custody of all of them? He doesn't have custody, but he, he, he takes care of them financially, and he sees them on the weekends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So he's, I guess he would be, if we assume that the Ducks, they were, what, 14 in 96? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, what, 18 years later? Yeah. So he's 32 with four kids. 32? Unmarried, unmarried. right now? Maybe he's, like, dating, like, the one of the other teachers who's got a couple kids of her own who was also yeah. divorced. Oh, and it's just like all the talk in the hallways among the kids. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Does he, I mean, is he, 
Is he at Eden Hall or is he just at like some public, I didn't say school. public school? Public school for sure. All right. Goes back home. He's, he's going Park. to his roots because he wants to get to the kids who, who actually need it. You know, in Eden Hall, I mean, they're a bunch of, you know, prep jerks. Yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Really? I did not envision Fulton Reed becoming a teacher in like the last. What, what did you envision? I think he would, uh, you know, he'd go, he would, he'd kind of flame out, and then he'd, he'd kind of just be lost. And he'd kind of. Like, is it Drifter? No, he'd go home like he like a, I, like a long haul trucker. I think he'd yeah, I think he'd just kind of be mechanic something. Like he'd that. go to Eden Hall, you know, get some good grades. Like talking about, I think he'd struggle in college. He didn't have like the support system that like Eden Hall gave him. He didn't have like the mentors or whatnot. So he'd kind of like flame out there, but he'd like have a couple relationships, you know, and then he'd be like some like welder at like a shop somewhere. You know, maybe go home to Brooklyn Park and see that. But, I mean, that is, like, the the negative side of your success story. So he'd go to, like, trade school or something like that. Yeah, I think he'd flame out in college and then, like, go to trade school, like, find it and, like, carve out a little unspectacular life for himself. But I kind of like the teacher. I like, I like Fulton. I enjoy Fulton. So I think him having, like, a little happy ending is better than, than my... I guess original envision. So. But I could see him, you know, definitely like losing interest. Like, like let's say he like he goes to play hockey and football, or or, or one of the two, or like a D two college or something like that. And after two years, he's just you know he's done. He, he doesn't like, have the ducks. So yeah, I mean he doesn't have the ducks. Or maybe like him and you know Jesse go to the same school, but then like Jesse leaves or like one of them transfers or something like that. And so like he just he doesn't have it in him. But huh. you know I do think he he definitely wants to give back to the community. Because uh, going back to what we first talked about, you know, he's there watching these this terrible team like in the ice, like in their, not necessarily his friends, but they're in the, his community. He knows these kids, and so I could, he could be the kind of guy who would, you know, he's looking for something to do, and then he walks by the ice one day and he says, you know what, I need to, you know, remember I was at my happiest when I was with, you know, these kids who were, you know, they were kind of this misfits, and I was able to help them. I was able to, you know, kind of lead them, and so he sees that, and that's what he wants to do with his life, and and he finds, you know, happiness that way. Through teaching or maybe like peewee coaching or something. Yeah, that's good. See, I didn't. My story didn't really think about how incredible of an athlete he was. So he'd obviously have a scholarship and he'd have the support there. So just like disregard everything I said. <laughs> we'll just go with we'll just go with theirs. Uh, Fulton Reed, does he? I mean, in real life, he's obviously brothers with Guy Germain. But like, let's go to let's go to Mighty Ducks Land. What is it? What becomes of his relationship with the Mighty Ducks? Is he? Is he still friends with any of them, or do they just go yeah, off? Charlie, because he, he and Charlie were thick as thieves, but... I think Fulton probably works harder than most trying to keep up the relationships. He might, like, organize, like, their yearly reunion, or, like, call up Averman every couple of months to see how he's doing. You know, I think he's, uh... He definitely continues to progress as he's older, and he probably, like, bails Portman out of jail, and pick, he's, like, waiting for him when he, like, yeah. when he gets out, so... yeah. I mean that yeah that brings up a point we haven't talked about yet like Fulton as far as we know Fulton doesn't really have like a family unit you know so he's just on the streets like hanging around and then he's brought into this like this ducks and he really bonds with them obviously so Fulton becoming I could see that I could see Fulton becoming like really like the the, the catalyst yeah to keep everyone together yeah I bet you uh let's see 
so he's a teacher. Let's see, Conway is who knows what he's doing. Maybe he's running the skate shop now, and he so Fulton probably they <laughs> the, probably go the for drug out for business. They probably go out <laughs> for beers on like Friday night or Saturday nights or something like that, and you know they, they, maybe they play cards at like Goldberg's Deli after it closes. So I definitely see them all kind of like sticking around and maintaining those relationships. That's good. Fulton Reed, really a success story. I'm happy about <laughs> how Fulton Reed's life went. I like was not really expecting much of him, and then. He really turned it up and became a huge deal. Any other thoughts on Fulton Reed right now? No, I mean, we're all pretty big Fulton Reed fans. Uh, I think he's kind of undervalued as, a, as a, one of the key players or key characters in the series. Um, and I, I think once you take a step back and look at it, you know, you realize that he maybe was the linchpin for that whole, for those three teams um, and played a huge part in their success. I'm gonna agree with that, Kevin. Did you? Okay. I mean, we talk about the linchpin. Do you think he deserved the seat at any point? Hmm. Mm. I don't see. I don't think Conway did, though. That's. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Fulton deserved it. But I don't think Conway deserved it for the most part. He just kind of. I think uh, he's definitely deserving of it, but I don't think he ever gets it. I don't think he wants it either. That's the, interesting. I can see him being, you know, assistant captain. Yeah, the alternate. Does he get yeah. the A? Yeah, I can see that. But I, I, I don't think he's the kind of person that would want to be that front and center, you know, face of the franchise type guy. I, I think he's more of a behind the scenes kind of uh, leader that way. I don't okay. think he would want the C. Yeah, he's not the vocal lead. He, yeah. you know, I think if he got the C, like the rest of the Ducks would respect it. But in terms of like. Hey, you know, this is a really, you know, clutch situation here. You know, Fulton, what, what do we need to do? They want to be coming to him for that kind of advice. You know, Fulton is definitely the, you know, got your back guy. And, you know, he's a, he's a captain, like, in the locker room yeah. in terms of, you know, leading by example. Um, but, you know, he's not the the guy, you know, talking to the referee, you know, about stuff on the, on the ice. He's not that guy. He doesn't want that responsibility, I think. Interesting. See, I think, I think he could be pushed into it. I think leading by example... That's good. And then I think if he had to see, I think he would take the responsibility seriously. And then he would talk to the referee and he would kind of step, take a step out. He wouldn't be like the super rah-rah guy that maybe like Charlie is. But I think he would take a step up and he would really take this whole thing seriously because, as we've said, this is like, he is like kind of the linchpin of this whole thing. I, I also think, though, that he would recognize how important it was to the Ducks that Charlie have the C. Because Bombay gave him that C, and they all respect that. And so if they take the C away from Conway and give it to Fulton, that might create some kind of dissent like between, in the ranks. Especially between mm-hmm. he and, and mm-hmm. Conway. And so if if uh, if Fulton, you know, let's say he's offered the C, and he says, no, it needs to stay with, with Charlie. And I think he recognizes that. And so, and he would probably tell no one that like he was offered the C until, you know, 20 years later at their reunion. Because so, Charlie needs a C, and I think the Ducks need Charlie to have the C. Interesting. Do you think Fulton was? Do you think O'Ryan came to Fulton first and tried to put the Velcro C on his jersey, and they said no? Scandal. Um, probably not, just because Fulton ditched the team. Yeah. Well, so did Charlie. But, but maybe. Oh, I mean, may, maybe on like varsity year. I mean, Fulton's probably like, uh, probably one of the their better athletes, if not their best athlete, other than than Banks. I mean, Banks probably isn't playing any other sports besides hockey. And, um, so. You know, coaches definitely notice, you know, that kind of work ethic. You know, the captains, think about like a, a football captain, you know, offensive lineman is going to be one of the one of the captains. 
because you know they are always you know some of the hardest workers because they you know they don't have like the you know the speed and you know stamina as some of the other guys so they really have to kind of like work hard to you know to carve their way out and to get the respect of the team so well and then kind of going back to the sea i guess we're still on the sea but we'll go back to it too uh so charlie orion gives charlie the sea and obviously orion is the jv coach and then they move up i think i can see coach wilson seeing fulton doing like hitting the books hard going to football practice coming to hockey practice doing it all i can see coach wilson switching the sea up but what if the- coach orion moved up with the team though and uh was it coach wilson yeah what if he was like, screw this, I'm out of here. Yeah, well, I could imagine leaves. Wilson being like, I'm taking like a scouting job in the NHL or something like that. Yeah, Obviously, I know my yeah, I know my hockey. You know, I don't want to be part of this Ducks revolution. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, so Ryan rises with them, and so Conway gets to keep the C. You know, yeah. Ryan helps Fulton get his first uh, you know coaching and teaching job. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And there's like a mo- okay. I was just gonna storyboarded out for like d7 we got so many ideas for sequels it's ridiculous but okay i think well it's gonna be tough for coach wilson to leave though because 10 straight state tied i guess he could get like tired just winning and yeah i mean you want you want to challenge yourself i think any coach wants to be at the highest level and wants to win at the highest level and you want to challenge yourself that's why all these new college coaches will go to the nfl and not necessarily have success and go back to college. Like, hey, I tried it, but now I'm just going to go do what I'm good at. And, and it would be the perfect time for him to make that move. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he hates the Ducks. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 they did beat him. Yeah. So, and Goldberg scored on him. That's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe he resigned like in shame. <laughs> or maybe he was fired you know, uh, by the school board or whatever. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can that, imagine yeah. there being some like. Violet, like he makes him practice too long, and like, uh, because you know how there's like oh, mandates, yeah. like you can't be like out, you know, practicing this many, like in football, is like you can't be in pads more than the next amount of hours, whatever. I can imagine he's the guy that like violates that and and like makes like workouts mandatory when they're not supposed to be, things like that. And so, there's probably a scandal, and so he resigns, oh. and then you know, they just you know, promote Orion, and so Charlie maintains the C. Yeah. But I could, I can imagine Fulton, if Fulton was offered the C, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be more surprised if he took it if Charlie was still on the team. That's good. I really, the scandal has happened. I think it has already happened, the scandal. So uh, we're going to go out on that note. And full and unprecedented success story. We're going to do is, instead of telling you all the plugs, I just want to tell you, ask you to do one thing. Go tell your friend about the Quack Tech Pod. That's all you got to do. Don't. I mean, you can go to thequackattack.com if you want. Nice. At quackattackpod on Twitter and iTunes and review us and give us five stars. But at minimum, just go tell your friends. Tell two friends. And then they'll listen. And they'll tell two friends. And then those two friends will tell two friends. And by the end of the week, we'll be the most like downloaded podcast ever. So have a good day. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>